welcome to another episode of This Is Her America. My name is Shaida Banga Bango, and I am going to be digesting the fraudulent organization that is Black Lives Matter and one of the co-founders, Patrice Colors. I knew for a long time now that Black Lives Matter is a fraud of an organization. As a matter of fact, they're not an organization. They are a corporation, hence the ink in Black Lives Matter Inc. Why do I think this? Because they only do one thing. Destroy black lives. They do not care about black people or black neighborhoods or poor cities in which are mostly resided by black people. In the aftermath of George Floyd's death, death, they raised upwards of $90 million. $90 million. Think about all that, all the things they could have done with all that money. They could have helped single black mothers buy diapers and formulas for their babies, probably help out with paying a few months worth of rent for numerous of people, especially in a time of a pandemic where everyone is losing a job and everyone is losing their homes. Think about all the medication or treatments that could have been met, um, especially in the black community since we're severely uninsured when it comes to the healthcare system. But no, that's not what they did. Instead, they put it in their deep pockets and spend it on their own luxuries. Like Patrice Cullors, who is a trained trained Marxist, her words, and uses and exploits on black pain to make herself richer while she makes her community poorer. Patrice Cullors has been coming under fire in the news recently after it was discovered that she bought a mansion in one of the wealthiest and widest neighborhoods in the country. LA California in LA California her home was worth 1.4 million dollars and surprisingly this isn't the first home that she has bought that is so expensive and matter of fact she has built herself quite the real estate profile so many after this so many people have gone on their way to criticize criticize her and scrutinize her as justifiably so. I'm not mad, by the way, where Patrice Collars lives. As a matter of fact, it's her own business where she lives. But what makes this so important is that her entire brand is selling us black oppression. Black people can never make it because America is so systemically racist. Black men, black women always get shot out by racist white white cops being chased down by racist black men and yet the only way that she thinks that the black communities will succeed is by rioting and looting which has destroyed the black community so much more than white supremacy ever will in modern times and systemic racism will ever achieve
But no, it's not about black lives to her. For her, it was about money. See, this is a typical Marxist move. Enriching themselves while pushing an agenda to destroy the economy, to destroy the value of civilization, to destroy law and order, while putting themselves in secured and safe neighborhoods around people that, most, that mostly do not look like her. She's always preaching about how white people are the issue, but she's, she does, she's not having a problem living in a white neighborhood. She's not having a problem living around white people when they're her next door, next door neighbors. So, several Black Lives Matter chapters across the U.S. has decided to spark an investigation or petition for an investigation into Patrice Collar's finances as well as the finances of the bigger corporation of Black Lives Matter. Because while they are spending the donation and funds coming through their campaign on their own luxuries, these chapters haven't seen a dime of that money. They're out there in the streets, sweating, screaming their heads off, protesting. All so people like her can get richer and quite frankly is sick. It's sickening, but I'm quite frankly not that surprised. My problem with Black Lives Matter goes way beyond 90 million dollars and Patrice colors. My problem actually goes with the message that the corporation enforce, which is that Black Lives Matter only when it is at the hand of a white police officer. If you look at the statistics, you know that that isn't true. That black people are not dying at an increasingly alarming rate at the hands of police officer than any other races. In fact, in the black community, we are committing black on black crime at such exaggerating rates. When you look at individuals like George Floyd and Jacob Blake and Breonna Taylor as well as the new figure, the new martyr that Black Lives Matter has decided to make, which is Dwayne Wright. The man that died in in a police interaction in Minneapolis, the same where the same incident that took place for George Floyd. Is it so coincidental how all of these individuals happen to be black and in the same circumstances when they're in a confrontation with the police? Yes. Yes, it is. All of their situation are individual. But what makes it so coincidental across the mainstream media is that those are the cases that Black Lives Matter choose to highlight. 
because those are the lives that choose to count. George Floyd's death was unfortunate, and so was Dwayne Wright. But I choose not to put their their names on a pedestal because I refuse to uplift black men who committed crimes in their own communities, terrorized their own communities, and committed rape and other heinous crimes against vulnerable individuals. George Floyd, Jacob Blake, and Dwayne Wright were all criminals before the interaction with the police. And matter of fact, in all incidents, the police were called to the scene. They were not out there hunting for another black man or for or to find a, a black man to harm that day. They were called to the scene, so someone called the police. All of them had a history particularly in committing rape, which I think is the most disgusting sin that you can ever do to another human being. And so when I see people out there protesting, carrying banters with their names on it, painting murals with their faces on it, having children wear t-shirts with their faces imprinted across their chest, chanting through the steep streets of New York City, D.C., L.A., and wherever, chanting, no justice, no peace. These children do not know that they are most likely to get killed by another person that looks like them than a white officer. And looking at cities like Chicago, D.C., and Baltimore, they're more likely to get shot up in a gang fire than fall victim to another gang shooting than they are to ever, than they are to interact with a police officer. I do not think what happened to George Floyd or to Dwayne Wright was a good thing. It was a horrible mistake what both police officers did. But here's the thing about policing America. It is a dirty job. It is a hard job that does not get awarded as much especially today when everybody is on edge and furious with the police. They do the things that nobody is expected to do and I wish that people had a little bit more respect for them because every day they're called to make decisions that you and I don't ever have to make. And yes, we can agree that in a time like this, police definitely need better services, better strategies, and ways of handling a crisis. So things like, so incidents like 
George Floyd's and doing rights doesn't happen. But just because I am not choose that I am not choosing to uplift George Floyd or Dwayne Wright doesn't mean that I am on the side of police brutality. Patrice, police brutality is wrong in every case, in every circumstance, regardless of skin color. What I'm not choosing is to uplift men that have spent nearly their entire adulthood. not being an example of what true men should be in the black community. Dwayne Wright would be alive today if he had not resisted arrest. So would George Floyd. If George Floyd wasn't high on fentanyl and wasn't making reckless decisions that day that end up leading to where he is now, we will never be where we are. And maybe for some of you that's too much truth to handle, but that is the truth. What I have learned is we're not gonna strive better in black America until we start raising up the standards until we start holding ourselves accountable everybody's always wondering what do I do when I interact with the police like I want to make it out alive of course of course I want to see you make it out alive too when you interact with the police I want you to do everything that is possible so that you don't go so you can come home tonight and not to the morgue but just because you are in particular skin color does not mean you are put at a disadvantage than anybody else or in not in that race it doesn't matter what your skin color is all you have to do is comply and abide by the officer's instruction do not try to square him on the streets in a way nobody is around where it's just you and a man with a gun and a taser because that's what you have to remember. Dwayne Wright forgot that he was put at a disadvantage that day when he was in that circumstance. He, he, it was him between officers that have a taser and a gun and with the moment that he decided to resist arrest he decided that his life did not matter in that moment because he put himself and the officers in a predicament where both of them would walk could most likely most would most likely walk away would most likely not walk away from he did not get to walk away but don't act like the officer got off the hook because she'll never wear her badge again. She got fired and dropped from the force after this incident. And even with that, we still got rioting and looting going on. Why? 
because people because BLM are some of the most unstable radicals I have ever seen they do not care about peace they don't want harmony I don't even think they want justice they want revenge they want power they want to seize control over everybody's lives and over the legal system it's our way or the hell's way and that's what you're seeing a bunch of terrorists ready to rage through the streets if they don't get what they want and that is not a group that you try to negotiate with I know with the Derek Chauvin trial going on I think that Derek Chauvin is a free man already walking why because the prosecution cannot prove beyond reasonable doubt that he is at fault for George Floyd's death that if he had not put his knee on his body or pinned him to the ground the way that it looked in the video that George Floyd would be alive especially with the evidence coming out and the witnesses testifying leaning more towards the defense defense side I think there's a good chance that he will be acquitted and Lord help us when that day comes because if he does get acquitted there will be rioting and looting like nothing else because that's how unstable these people are these people should have gotten spanked more as a kids as kids growing up because nobody who got spanked by their mama will be out here causing this much chaos I know that's a that's a cultural thing you're probably like what what does spanking got to do with Derek Chauvin and George Floyd because these are people who do not know how to deal with disappointment how to abide by authority and we're seeing this on a grand scale like never before if Derek Chauvin gets acquitted he is a wanted man that man will probably have to go under a new identity He'll probably have to go into witness protection, probably move to a different country where nobody knows him and he'll have to live the rest of his life in peace because if he gets out and walks around, he's going to interact with the wrong group and those people will do worse to him than he did to George Floyd because that is a time where we're living. We're living in a medieval time where the mob rules the judicial system, where the pendulum swings however the public feel, feels. I'm sorry, but that is not the criminal justice system. The criminal justice system should be a system that is based on truth and facts and logic. We should be a system that is centered around who's right and who's wrong not about who we feel is right and who we feel is wrong we should be focused on objective reality 
instead of perception. And if Derek Chauvin does get found guilty and they throw the book at him, it will show that our legal system would rather cater to the mob than uphold the law. That they rather throw Derek Chauvin in trial to keep the peace, even though there is no peace. They don't want peace, by the way. They're already rioting and looting. You might as well just acquit him and brace for the impact. But no, they want to keep the peace with the people who, with unstable radicals, they're doing what is lawfully right. So many people have come out recently saying that, believing that Derek Chauvin is going to get acquitted. And they're probably right. Now, I do think that as well. And if he does, God help us all. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back with Georgia's new voting laws and Stacey Abrams. Well, Stacey Abrams. The infamous Democrat candidate that ran against Brian Kemp in the 2018 governor race in Georgia. She has come long, long ways from her campaigning days. I disagree pretty much on everything with Stacey Abrams. When it politically, ideologically, just there's not much that I like about her. I find her to be a little bit of a narcissist and a liar. Her whole message, especially from her campaigning days, was about water equality and bringing up the black community by ensuring that everybody had a voice at the voting booth. Not a bad message to have for political candidate, whether you're Republican or Democrat. Recently, Georgia has been in the political spotlight for its new voting laws after the Senate runoff where Georgia basically had an extended election after the November election for president to choose its next two senators. It eventually ended up flipping the whole state blue with two new Democrat senators in office. A lot of Georgians, especially on the Republican side, were upset with the outcome of their election. This election was so important. It literally was the election that might change the course of history in this country and my thought before is if it votes blue it's because particularly of this woman's efforts Stacey Abrams and her accomplishments to turn Georgia blue 
but that's not all what she's been doing she's been recently under fire for spreading lies about the new voting laws in in Georgia and what this means for the constituents who are eligible to vote in an article by we are bear Brit, they are a UK based established mint um, magazine establishment where this article is composed of five black conservative pastors who exposed the lies shared by Joe Biden and former Democrat nominee for governor Stacey Abrams about the new Georgia election bill. The lies included restricting early voting, no offering of food and water to voters in line who are waiting to cast in their ballots. The whole idea that voter ID is voter ID is racist and eliminating absentee ballot boxes. In return, they have come back these lies with no the election law, the election bill actually expands early voting and does allow volunteers at various polling booths, polling sites to offer food and water to people in line who are waiting to cast in their votes. So this whole idea with offering a food and water, you can offer food and water to people in line, like especially during those hot days, like people are that basically going to be starving or just want to uh, a bottle of cold water so there's nothing wrong with that but it actually stops electioneering which is trying to influence people's vote by offering them sorry sorry by offering them free food and water and this whole idea that voter idea is racist and discriminatory against black people um, was something that basically you were going to lose the black community because voter idea ID is not racist it should be a standard for all citizens to have idea when at we're voting at the polling booth we vote polling booth I mean polling site you need idea for various things like like to drive buy alcohol get married heck when you go to a doctor's appointment you need idea id to uh, along you need to have your idea along with assurance so this whole idea that we can't we have have we can't have idea ids for voting but we can have ids for all this other stuff day-to-day -day things that we do pretty much without any problem and this really shows the soft bigotry that people have towards blacks is that we're too stupid to have IDs, IDs on us to do basic things that everybody else does. You also need an ID to get on the plane to get through airport security and several other security places where places where you have to go through security and prove your ident identity. And so what this has done it has this argument with especially with the voter ID issue has become so barbaric 
that even the Major League Baseball took a dig. They have decided that in response to Georgia's new voter ID law, that they will move the all-star game from Atlanta, mostly black populated, to Denver, Colorado, as in form of protesting or retaliation, undermining the leadership of the lawmakers and leaders down there. I don't know, I don't really watch sports, especially baseball. But this idea that the MLLB, Major League, Major League's Baseball, that decided to move their all-star game, which gives huge revenue to the city of Atlanta, especially during the season. I believe, according to research, that it's about $100 million in revenue, and that's with you know, supporting all the small businesses around, employing so many people to basically help out with the game, whether if it's selling tickets or selling food to the audience. So this is the one of the major games that brings in the most revenue for the city. A city that is highly populated by black people compared to Denver, Colorado, where only about 10% of the population is black. Also, a funny thing is MLB requires tickets for when you buy, actually requires ID for when you buy tickets. So that's kind of a hypocrite move. Why are you so interested in what Georgia has to do when it comes to ensuring, ensuring the security of their election and ensuring to their citizens that their votes are secure enough when you literally need the ID of your buyers and buyers in order to sell out tickets. I think that MLB, the only reason why the MLB decided to take a stance was because, mostly because of pressure from the mainstream media and from DC especially from the White House but I, but I also think that they didn't think they had a hand in playing had a hand in it that they'll do whatever's best for them at the end of the day end of the day but what turns out to be is just an empty virtual sickle moment from a big sports league that nobody cares to get its opinion from. I don't care what the MLB decide, what the MLB thinks about voter ID laws. It's not their place. But this is where we live today, where society, everybody is encouraged to jump on the back bandwagon of progressive politics. And it's not just sport leagues, it's also big tech, big companies, big banks, the movie industry, the movie industry, the food industry, the makeup industry, industry, nobody is allowed to be darn neutral. It's either you think like us or you're against us. And sadly, it has struggled, it has 
put a stranglehold on so many conservatives, conservatives like myself because we literally have to decide between our politics and our pockets. There are certain brands that I will not support anymore because their politics have gone so far off the deep end that that even not spending my money on them anymore, I feel like I'm making a difference. I'll give you an example. Sephora, I would never support them, especially after they came out attacking Amanda Ensign who happens to be a beauty influencer and also another MAGA conservative after she reportedly shared her politics some user got mad at the so far at the beauty company for ha literally having her as a sponsor and so in response Sephora cut their contract with her and I thought you know what a lot of people in the beauty industry are definitely toxic and definitely are narrow-minded so they are the most woke of the wokest so there's that I will never support Nike again because they're heavily tied to BLM and ensuring the destruction of the black community continues while they also have sweatshops in other third world in third world countries that literally makes their gears and sneakers. I will never support them. Chris became the list goes on. I don't want to have to hold a list of companies that I don't want to, that I should not buy from based on my political point of view. But we have literally come to this point in society where we have to choose between our politics or our pockets. And since a lot of these companies are adapting to such a woke culture we're really faced with some hard decision do we all do we just create our all our own stuff our own entertainment our own makeup our own banks sports whatever and I don't think we should have to get there I don't I don't want us to be there I want us to be able to shop at the same stores dine at the same restaurants and all these businesses to shut up and mind their own business why does major league baseball care so much about georgia voting ideal voter id laws it's because they have want the tax cuts that they get from capitol hill all the all these big companies, big techs, they want, they go to bed with politicians from D.C. in order to stay sustainably afloat and get enormous benefits as well as tax cuts. So that's why they're able to go with wherever they're going. But the one thing I've learned for watching big companies adapt to the woke narrative is the more they progressive they go, the further the profits drowned. And I think this is a good thing. You reap what you sow. And if you're not, and if you don't want to see your profits going down, then maybe try staying politically neutral and cater to everyone because no one wants to be lectured by you, Sephora, 
NFL, Nike, MLB, Amazon, Bank of America. Nobody wants to be lectured on how racist America is or what's wrong with it because that literally isn't your place. And MLB has no place in trying to virtual signal and try to undermine the leadership of Georgia's lawmakers for trying to do something about their voting laws after an election that went skewed. And that's all I have to say about that. I hope that you have find you have collected something fruitful from the, today's episode. And I I feel pretty relieved after doing all doing all of this. Um, I will see you next time at Her America.